Have you heard of something called BC's Rental Protection Fund? This is a $500 million fund. It's huge. Backed by the BC government, it is officially launched. It's supposed to help uh, First Nations nonprofit groups purchase some older, you know, quote unquote, affordable rental buildings to try to preserve them as low cost rental housing. These are all great ideas, but how is this going to work? Well, now that it's launched, we can try to find out. There is a CEO now of the Rental Protection Fund. That is Katie Maslechko, who joins us now to talk more about this. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Simi. Great to be here. This sounds like something big to get up and running. So where is the Rental Protection Fund at right now? Absolutely. We're excited to have been able to launch it this week. Um, And what we've opened is, uh, well, certainly a great deal of information that I know everyone has been excited to hear and and can be found on on our website. But most importantly, we've opened uh, the first stage of applications so that nonprofits can um, start to begin that process of preparing themselves and preparing their applications to seek that funding. Okay, um, let's start. So, yeah, let's start from the beginning on this. What is the Rental Protection Fund? Absolutely. So we're here. Um, we're a five hundred million dollar uh, fund that was initiated by the government back in January, um, and provides capital contributions to these nonprofit housing providers, with the goal of helping them purchase existing, currently occupied uh, rental buildings and helping to provide housing stability for those that are living there already and retain that affordability for those tenants in the building over time. Okay, could this be then any building that is right now considered affordable if a nonprofit forms or decides to come in and they could buy that building? Generally, yes. Uh, we are. Um, we have certain criteria that the buildings need to meet, much like uh, the criteria that these nonprofit housing operators need to meet as well. Um, but that that is the beauty of it, and it is available across the province as well. Okay, so how does it work then? How do you qualify for this? Sure. So with this stage one that we've just opened, um, that's really pre-qualifying the nonprofits because, of course, we want to ensure that they've got some background and experience operating housing um, and that there's an alignment with their mission there. And we also want to be able to make sure that they're able to move with the market when they do find that right property. And so getting them through that pre-qualification gives them that uh, increased level of of confidence and certainty to proceed um, with the process of, of making an acquisition. And so that's what they can start to uh, explore for themselves now at this point in time and then be prepared to bring those uh, properties forward when they find the right one. Right. OK, so then, Katie, is this designed for situations that we hear about, like dem evictions, right, where these older buildings get torn down to make way for big, shiny new ones? There's certainly an element of the program that is focused on retention and renewal um, because the most affordable housing we do have is the housing that we've already got. Um, but some of it is older and uh, is in need of a little bit of uh, repair to ensure that it's sustainable and livable to operate um, and to extend its viable life uh, for these operators and the tenants that are living there. And so that is certainly part of um, the, the gap that the fund will fill to make sure that that is all uh, not only possible, but viable. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that then, because not every building uh, is going to qualify for this. That's correct. And so um, we have started to lay out those criteria so that uh, uh, nonprofits can start to wrap their heads around what those might be. And really, this is also an applicant-led process. So while we have our criteria that these buildings must meet, 
Um, so do the operators and finding the right uh, balance for themselves as well. And, and that's, that's a mutual process, certainly. Right. Okay. So what are some of the criteria you think the most important ones that people need to know about? Sure. With regards to the properties or with regards to the... Um, the, pro- the Let's start with operators. the properties. Let's start with the properties. Sure. So more of that will be coming um, over the next few months because there's a great deal of this that is very contextual to where uh, any of these acquisitions may be made. It is, of course, across the province. Um, but it's important to know that these are acquisition of buildings and not individual units or, or sections of buildings. Um, these are for self-contained units as well. And um, it is for existing properties and not new development, which is certainly um, a bit of a shift uh, for all of us in terms of how we're used to talking about um, increasing affordable housing supply. Um, and of course, most importantly, it must be at risk of significant uh, rent increase or redevelopment so that we can help in and uh, prevent that through the investment from the fund. Right. Okay. And so it's not just one unit. It has to be the whole building. Correct. Yes. And of course, um, we want to be able to ensure that these operators, um, there's some efficiency to that. So um, it may be co- you know, located near an existing property of theirs or just makes um you know, strategic sense in the growth of their organization. Okay. And I guess the tricky part here as well, Katie, is if this is an older building that was at risk of, you know, being bought and torn down, that doesn't mean though that the updates, the repairs, the condition can't be maintained. Like some of those things, you're still going to have to spend money on those things. Absolutely. And, and that's why retention and, and renewal is, is certainly a part of this um, because these, these require some investment um, in order to keep them uh, that way. But even with, you know, our ability to help support the nonprofits in, in filling that gap, it's still vastly cheaper um, and certainly much faster these days than uh, new, new supply, which we also need to be focused on and, and continuing to build new supply. Um, but in the meantime, it's a fairly high impact way of being able to retain the supply we've already got and make sure that um, either displacement or disinvestment, to your point, um, doesn't become the reason that we lose those units uh, as well. Right. Okay. And you don't want this process to be too cumbersome, right, to make it really difficult for people. So can you give us an idea of what the what the process is like? Absolutely. That's a big part of why we have this stage, staged process. Um, and we are opening that up for nonprofits to be able to apply for that stage one right now so that they can have that confidence to proceed forward into stage two and three um, once they have a property in mind. So if they successfully pre-qualify in this first stage, they'll be able to come through um, at stage two, just a quick check-in to ensure that the property they're exploring um, does meet the property criteria of the fund. And then from there, they'll advance into their underwriting conversations with um, their lender and any other partners they may want or hope to bring to the table. And then they'll bring forward to the fund a comprehensive acquisition proposal. And at that time, we will bring it forward to our investment advisory committee and to myself, who will evaluate it in terms of a whole variety of, of criteria, including, you know, the amount of, of funding they are hoping to fill and the overall positive impact on the supply of affordable housing. Okay. So Katie, where can people get more information about this? I would definitely encourage everyone to visit our our website, which has now officially launched and that's rentalprotectionfund.ca. 
there is a lot of information there about the process, about the fund itself, and also how to start uh, getting in touch with us or engaging with the fund. Um, if you have questions about it, if you're looking to initiate an application, lots of detail in there to help folks navigate um, this new and exciting uh, opportunity. Well, thanks so much for telling us about it today. Glad to be here, and, and thanks for uh, thanks for sharing the story. That's Katie Maslechko, who's the CEO of the Rental Protection Fund.